Hi, everybody. And tonight we are doing The Crying Game. Crying Game from 1992. Uh, I guess I technically am the one who recommended this. I had never seen it. I wanted to see it, but I wanted a reason to see it. So I figured we'd do it for the show. Uh, had anyone else seen The Crying Game before this? Negatory. <laughs> I did. I saw it in theaters. So, so you saw it, what, 20, 28 years ago, I guess? It. Yes, based on math, that would be yeah, twenty eight years ago. I wanted but you have to look not back... seen, but you have not seen it since then, so you're not fresh on I the haven't. crying game. Okay, it's not something that's that's not one of those movies that you see out there. I mean, even if, you know, we don't have like HBO Showtime, but when we do, it's just not one of those things that shows up. Um, it's on Netflix right weird. now, which is atypical. Yeah, I think so too, and it never shows up on regular TV. And so I looked to see, like you know, because I know that it had some Oscar noms and. I went to go see what else was nominated with it, and then I realized the reason why, like, other things overshadowed it that year for sure, so. This is directed by Neil Jordan. We've actually done a Neil Jordan film before, way back when the show first started. We did Greta, which is also a Neil Jordan film. Uh, he's no. made several things. Uh, I've seen <laughs> this and Greta and The Butcher Boy, which... There's a couple of parts of that I really like, but as a whole, I do not like that movie uh, much at all. He's also done uh, an Interview with the Vampire is a big one, Breakfast on Pluto's, people know that. Uh, he's done a lot of movies, so uh, this is probably his biggest one, though, I would say, or the one that got him a long-standing career, because he's directed like 20 scenes since. Uh, Crying Game is yeah. about a British soldier who is kidnapped by IRA terrorists, and the a British soldier kidnapped by IRA terrorists soon befriends one of his captors, who then becomes drawn into the soldier's world, uh, is the first half hour. And then it's different <laughs> for the rest of the movie. So if you haven't seen The Crying Game without spoiling it, we're going to do that in a few few moments. So if you haven't seen it, it's on Netflix. Go check it out if you have any interest. Uh, we're spoiling it now. We rate things here at Films with the Women in My Life based on four criteria, and those are the plot, the characters, the visual and sound, and the overall resonance and feel of the movie. Uh, so at a fairground in rural Northern Ireland, which is provincial, uh, a provincial IRA volunteer named Fergus and a unit of other IRA members, IRA is Irish Republic Army for people who are not aware, uh, they kidnap a black British soldier named Jody. And uh, Jody and uh, Fergus, who is one of the Stephen Ray's character, he's the main character, uh, they strike up kind of a friendship, like a captor captive friendship kind of thing. Uh, and uh, they exchange stories. Uh, one of them is Scorpion the Frog. I think it's a pretty famous story. I think a lot of people know Scorpion the Frog story. Uh, mm -hmm. Then uh, we learn about uh, Jody's girl back home, Dill. Uh, and, you know, eventually. Uh, something happens to to Jody and uh, the rest of the movie is about Fergus and uh, striking up a friendship relationship thing with Dill back in uh, back in London so uh, that's about all I can give before giving things away uh, Mama Kay, what do you think of the plot of this movie I think the first time you see this movie you kind of look at it with a different lens because everything shifts when there's a big reveal in the middle of the movie um, looking at it the second time, I really kind of approached it, uh, because I knew what the, what the, the shift was, um, watching it a little bit more of a, a love story, I guess, um, when we get to the second half of the movie, once we, once we do away with, uh, um, Jody, um, I think it's a really interesting premise and very groundbreaker, 
groundbreaking for 28 years ago to put this out there in in theaters and i think that's probably why it got so much attention at the time i know it's why it got so much attention at the time uh forrest whitaker was a virtual unknown i had probably seen stephen ray in a couple of small things but nothing big and Neil Jordan was putting out, he was putting out movies in the, in the late eighties, some mm-hmm. things that you would probably just, you know, randomly see kind of stuff. And he wasn't like, you know, a big, he was not like a Robert Altman or something like that. So, um, it was, it was this story that really got people interested in it and that got the buzz going. And I think it's crazy that not crazy, but I mean, crazy, weird and cool and everything like that, that it got so much Oscar buzz. Um, and I think it's, it, it's the story that does it. So, um, the plot of this movie is not that it's not that difficult, but there's such a twist on it that it's really strange and interesting. Um, and the way that they do it, I think is really clever. So I'm going to give the plot of this movie a four. What do you think, Nicole? Before like getting into watching movies with Brennan so much, that was like a whole like part of film that I didn't know about of course because i was not an avid movie watcher so i think that this movie kind of fell into that category um i never i don't think i've ever even heard of it honestly um so it's a I movie had no, it's a movie lover's movie it's a it's yeah a, i had specifically to film fans yeah i had no expectations going in I, I didn't know what this was about didn't even know who was in it so i went in with with you know blind eye but the the beginning is quite interesting I didn't know what was going to, you know, come come from this capture and everything. And then we get um, a big, like, smack in the face when Forrest Whitaker gets run over by a tank. <laughs> I was like, right. Yeah. <laughs> so, Brennan said, okay, now what? And I'm like, you're right, now what? Like, what, <laughs> right. what could possibly go on with this movie after this? Um, so, following... Fergus and you know what what he his mission I guess is is to go find Dill and as I'm watching I'm just I'm not I can't I can't get into it (laughs) I just after that whole after the whole build-up beginning I I lost it this was not my cup of tea this uh I was quite bored to be honest so I don't (laughs) really know how i feel about the plot because i didn't like it that much <laughs> i mean I it's an interesting before, I'm like nicole's gonna be bored by this because it's not <laughs> i was not a, it's not a there's nothing fast-paced about this movie except for that truck that hits forrest whitaker um well <laughs> and i also caught the twist immediately i'm like that's gonna be a transgender man and yes. i'm like I said that as soon as I saw her, and I'm like, okay, is this going to be what the movie's going to be based out about? And it was, and I'm like, god damn it, like, I already got it. <laughs> um, you got it immediately. You got it before we see Dill's face. You're just like, that is a deep voice. And then yeah, I was uh, yeah. like, because I, I had heard the twist, but I wasn't sure. I couldn't remember. I knew this twist was in a movie around this time, but I didn't know which one. And then Mama K was like, oh, this is known for the twist in them. And I'm like, oh, I think I know what this is, probably. But and then as soon sure. as you see the as soon as you see the club, the nightclub, I mean you can right. tell it's a it's a gay bar and, and everything. So it was giving me a lot of like Dallas Buyers Club vibes. It mm-hmm. reminded me of Jared Leto in Dallas Buyers Club. Um 
And then I like I thought the illness at the end. We'll get into that. I thought that was going to be AIDS, and I was like, oh my god, this is like Dallas Buyers Club, but uh, it wasn't <laughs> unfortunately. So um, I'm gonna I'm gonna give it a two for the plot. So there's the first half hour where yeah they're just in like this IRA compound in like the woods and like this old like greenhouse shack kind of place, uh, and then yeah the big thing is after uh, Jody gets hit by the by the tank, uh, then the place blows up like the army comes in and blows up the IRA's compound and kills a bunch of the people there, and then yeah you for the rest of the movie now it's just Fergus who's going by Jimmy now and he's just like a day laborer in London, and you're just like all right well. What do we, I mean, what, what was that whole thing in the beginning? I like the beginning. I, I like the conversations. I like the, I thought the whole thing was kind of be kind of uh, there, like in that little compound. And then it's not at all. Uh, and then we meet Dill, who's the hairdresser. And yeah, we've already said uh, he's, it's a transgender, transgender woman. Um, I think that's the correct way to say that. Uh, he he oh, is yeah. by, born, born, wrong. <laughs> born, yeah, his, his sex at birth is male, but he identifies as a woman, dressed as a woman. Uh, so... But we, we as the audience, I guess, are not supposed to know this until literally halfway through the movie. They they start having kind of a sexual relationship, and we we see his his fairly large penis on screen. Um, and <laughs> then and then we you know then then Fergus, who is going by Jimmy, has to deal with the fact that uh, you know his the the woman he has slowly fallen in love with, who uh, was Jody's old girlfriend is, is transgender. And, uh, then, then the IRA comes back in and then the third part of this movie happens. So I, I liked the first part very different than the second middle, which I kind of liked. That's kind of my favorite part of the movie where, uh, Fergus is falling in love with Dill. I like all that stuff. I like the bartender. Don't you find it weird that he went to go find her? I guess he was going to say something eventually about how he knew Jody. And then all I knew that was going to, falls in love with her well i thought that i knew that was going to come up but i've seen this i was trying to think of it while watching i'm like i've seen this before like i've seen the thing where the two people are at the beginning and it's like go go home and tell my wife i love her and 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 you know take care of her for me and then the one guy dies and the other one goes back home and takes care of the wife like make sure she's taken care of and usually falls in love pearl harbor i've never seen that well that's exactly what happens in pearl harbor (laughs) although the guy comes back (laughs) There's just a, I, I I know this has happened and it is a trope. It's not a trope to have yeah. the person end up being transgender. That's the twist, and especially for 30 years ago, that is uh, quite twisty. Nowadays, it would be a little more conventional, I think, a little more accepted. <laughs> but I imagine this was shocking to audiences back then. Anyway, mm. uh, there was a there was a lot of gasping in the movie theater. I'm, I'm sure, uh, but uh, <laughs> I like the first part. I really like the middle chunk. Then the end the last, I don't know, 40 minutes after the reveal, it loses a lot of steam for me. There's a couple of parts I like, but like when the IRA people come back, I'm not into any of that. And, uh, it, it really kind of take, I don't, I, well, after the reveal, there's not much I care about. Like there's a, like one more scene that I really like, and then that's about it. So I'm not like a three for the plot because I like, I like our buildup and I like our reveal. And then there's just, I, there's just you know there's 45 minutes left and I, what 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 more is there? To, there's only one more thing to say and that's that Fergus knows Jody. That's the la- that's the only thing left. Everything else is just kind of ancillary and I don't really care about it. So uh, uh, the characters though we got uh, we got Fergus mm-hmm. is our ma- main guy. Uh, Dill is the transgender woman. Jody Forrest Whitaker and the other characters we haven't talked much about. Uh, Jude who is the woman uh, on the IRA side. Uh, Peter Maguire is like their leader, and then there's some other people 
randomly. There's De- Devereaux, Cole, the bartender, we already said. Cole, uh, Bob, Dave, yeah. Dave, uh, the guy who's always uh, causing trouble for, for Dill. Uh, oh. So, so uh, these characters, back to you, Nicole, what do you think of them? I um don't I don't get the whole first third of it of why we needed that whole IRA London backstory like I just I get I get it like their their uh, opponents uh, oh, that was what I'm trying to think of adversaries Enemies, rivals, yeah adversaries, adversaries. yes yeah, adversaries. exactly their adversaries I get that and like we really like went for it for 30 minutes with this and then for not like it just completely changed they had no was dill perhaps in the same army that that jody was like all these unanswered questions for me they doesn't make any sense why we spent so much time having him as a um capture and then all of a sudden the story just completely turns and it becomes a completely different movie i don't know what i'm losing Uh i think you have to have that much time though or else you can't or else um you're the character oh god stephen ray's character what's his name jimmy fergus fergus jimmy um if they don't if you don't have a few days of them together he doesn't make a connection with with jody and if he doesn't make a connection with jody the rest of the movie doesn't happen like he there is no dill so um, that's fair I, I think that that that's where that goes and then when they try to loop it back around at the end to sort of like complete the the arc of the of the ira you know piece that's what they're trying to do and that's, that's true i guess i don't want any of that ira piece in it because <laughs> i don't like any of the conclusion that we get at the end either i'm with brennan on this the last third is so boring and it's just so like haphazardly put together. It's sloppy. It's like this woman is following him around, and she gets she gets on my nerves. Um, Jude, <laughs> yes. she yeah, is she's just oh, she's the worst character in all of this. Um, you know, just just sloppily cu- finding where they are and and all this stuff. I I didn't like any of that. So I guess what I really did like. <laughs> um, was the relationship of of Dill and Fergus because Dill obviously knows the whole entire time who he is and what he's doing there because she shows it at the very end she shows she says it like straight out to the to the girl so for her to be able to play Fergus as like a pawn in this and just try to keep him with her you know I I like her character the best Second to Cole. I like Cole a lot. I think he's the best the part of the movie. Yeah. yeah. Jim yeah. Broadbent, always killing it. Every time. Oh, yeah. so good. He's he was so good, and he just so snarky, and that's what the movie obviously really needed, or else this would have just been complete snooze fest. Um, so, I mean, I, I'm really just trying to pull anything out I can from this, because like I said, it was not my taste. So I'm going to give it, oh gosh, a three. What do you think, Mama K? So I've, I want to ask Nicole a question first. So at the end, you think that, or during the movie, you think that Dill knew that Fergus slash Jimmy had killed Jody? I don't think that she thought he killed Jody. I believe that she, that Dill knows from the beginning who Jimmy is and really? why he has shown up here. I mean, they even make a fact to say, oh, he's Scottish. She knows he's not British. She knows he's not from there. Um, 
and he's so he's sneaky. Neither one of those things, though. What? He's I- but he's I- but he's, he's neither one of those things. He's Irish. Well, I th- so. I think that she I think she has an inkling from the beginning because this guy just shows oh. up out of nowhere and and really jumps on it. He's actively asking questions about her photos in her apartment, and I think that she's just has an inkling from the beginning and then hmm. somehow like it just really it's like the, the pieces come together of the puzzle and she realizes at the end when she says i know what you did to jody and blah blah blah, blah i think that she has an idea well, he, from the start he has to tell her though i don't think she, I'm, yeah. I'm more than okay i don't think she knows i don't think she knows he killed her, uh, jody or had but he so didn't either. i don't think that she i don't think that that dill thinks that that jimmy killed him i think that she, she knows who, what organization he's in. Oh, I didn't get that oh, I, either. I didn't get that either. I, I, I just get that the character of Dill, I mean, she even says it at some point that she's, you know, all you have to do is look nice at her and, and say something kind to her and she'll fall in love with you. Right, so because I think she's that, been alone and ostracized. I must have closed my eyes life. through that part. <laughs> I mean, I didn't, yeah, that can happen. <laughs> Where you say, well, give it the characters. About the characters. Um, okay, so, you know, I think, aside from that, I mean, that's a possibility. I hadn't even considered that she actually knew um, about that. The, the only thing for me, the characters, I, I like the characters, but they're lacking a little bit in, um, like, substance and, I don't know, gravitas, something. There's nobody, the only person there who has, like, a huge amount of demonstrable emotion is that terrible guy who is pursuing dill what is his name (laughs) dave Uh, dave yeah yeah. i mean he's really the only you know him and the other ira people who are typical what you would consider to be like back in those days typical ira people just you know if we want to if we want to get something we're gonna have to kidnap somebody in order to do a trade that never happens those things never work i don't know Mm -hmm. why that's always a go-to but they don't um so other than that our main characters they're they're a little they're a little too flat for me they're i don't understand where fergus is coming from in the beginning um i I, because i don't know enough about him i don't know that i don't understand where his you know the impetus for him to become friendly with um with jody i i i don't know maybe i'm missing something but he's a little blank slate for me and I want to say the same about Dill, but I think that that kind of turns around a little bit when she does start talking about how she relates to people and how, uh, how, you know, things are difficult for her and she really just needs somebody, like I said before, to be nice to her. And then she's, she's in, she's a hundred percent even falling in love with a total toad like Dave. Um, yeah. So I'm not really sure what to do with him. I know that, and I love Jody actually Forrest Whitaker's character. Uh, when I saw this movie, I was taken aback because i had like i said i don't think i had seen him in anything prior and i was just like i'm gonna see this guy a lot for a long time because he's he was really i thought he was powerful um i thought for sure he was like legit british so that accent when hmm. all of a sudden he didn't oh have yeah anymore that was good i was for like him. oh i guess not um yeah i thought he did really well our ancillary characters miranda richardson who played uh the the ira girl jude yeah she irritates me in pretty much every role she plays so i can see where nicole's coming (laughs) from same page on that that. one (laughs) oh my gosh it's sort of like let's find british girl who irritates people let's cast (laughs) miranda richardson so um 
and she's in the, of the whole like Redgrave acting family. So there's mm. there's a whole lot out there beyond that. Um, and I have to be honest with you, at the end of the movie, and I was scrolling through the IMDb afterwards, and I was like, oh my god, that was Jim Broadbent. I freaking love Jim Broadbent, and I did not recognize. <laughs> oh, you didn't him recognize him? Was, it's those eyes. He was so I, young, and I know, so he, was. he seemed. Very tall and and a little bit thicker than I'm. I normally see him and um. But his the 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 two things that I really really look you know seeing this movie for a second time that I really really love about this movie are the character interaction pieces are the pieces in the very beginning with Forrest Whitaker and Stephen Ray's characters. I love that. I would not. I'm not bored of that at all. And you could easily that could happen. You know. Uh, mm-hmm. But I'm not. They have such great chemistry together, I think, even though I'm still <laughs> see a little blank slate behind Stephen Ray's face. Um, and then the bar scenes when uh, it's Call and uh, Dill and Jimmy. I love the way that they have this little round robin way of talking, how she's not going to talk to him directly. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> she, you know, they're going to talk through this bartender um, for a long time. I didn't pick up in the beginning, before the reveal um, that Dill is transgender, I did not pick up that this was a gay bar until... Really? But as soon as they... Sh- I didn't. After they showed us that, though, we went back to the bar, and mm-hmm. the bar was obviously a gay bar. And I was like, did I, did I miss it the first time? And Because the second time, they did this huge like pan of the whole bar, and they were... Well, yeah, once he it, finds like, out, then it's like... As an audience, we are also supposed it. to be like, oh, obviously. Like, how did I miss yeah. it the first time? And I don't think I missed it that, you know, I there was definitely, you know, something different about Dill. And um, so I I like those couple pieces of it. I don't think I mind the IRA part of it as much. Um, there was kind of a cadre of movies at that time. Patriot Games was one of them where, you know, the IRA kind of took central... Uh, bad guy status in you know war movies so this was something that was not unusual it's very typical for them to be bad guys at this point and do things and and see the see that type of of behavior um i think they had to do something at the end in order for in in order to like move the story along because i don't know that he was i don't know that Jimmy was going, I don't know how quickly he was going to move into acceptance of what has happened and whether or not he was going to stay with Dill. And I would have been devastated if he just actually left her considering she was in such a bad state um, at one point. Yeah, I'm going to give it. So I'm going to give the characters because I really like Forrest Whitaker's performance. um, And I think it was probably a really good performance by a non-actor, which is who the character, the person who played Dill was. I'm going to, I want to, I'm going to give it a three and a half. Uh, I really like Dill the most. Dill is super sympathetic, and I'm, I like Dill the whole time. Uh, I, mm. I knew quickly, because Nicole pointed it out quickly, and I probably would have picked it up as well, but she knew, you know, like I said, without even seeing, without even seeing Dill, she knew immediately. So, um... I, I, I kind of knew all that stuff. Uh, so I think Stephen Ray is a good straight man a lot of the time. I think he... Because he, he is a little blank in everything, but I think he's... <laughs> He's good. I, I still like him because he's w- usually with someone more interesting or colorful. So his his play to them is is a good. He's a good straight man. Uh, uh, and uh, but did you get? Did you understand like the driving force of why he was different? Why he was there and why he was different than the other IRA members? Like why? 
you know, what oh, was the... I, no, we just know he is like he's just we like he like he just it's strikes just up the friendship of Jody. Accept. Yeah, because how much more backstory could we like? The whole first half hour is really a backstory for the actual part of the movie, which is which is right. uh, Jimmy falling in love with Dill. Uh, so I know I like Fergus and Jody's interactions with each other. And then I like Fergus and Dill through the whole thing. I don't like the IRA part of this. I know why it has Mm -hmm. to be there for the story, but I don't, I don't like our IRA people. Uh, I don't like, like the the last 45 minutes. I wish it were 10 minutes. I wish it were a little bit, uh, like after the reveal, we get like the falling out and re coming back together. And then he gives his whole thing. Like I, I was responsible for Jody's death. Um, I wish that was just, I wish that was pretty much the end. Like this, and this was an hour and a half. Cause I don't care that the IRA has got to come back and now we got to go and take out this judge. And you know, then, and now we, we have to have this tension between Jude and Dill. Like, I don't care about any of that. I don't get like, none of that's interesting to me. Uh, it's all for me. It's all about the relationship between Fergus and Jody and then Fergus and Dill. Uh, so when when we add the IRA members, I don't care about any of that. Uh, and yeah, the the best stuff is in the bar with with Cole and Cole, yeah, yeah. you know, translating between Dill and Fergus. Like that's that's all great. I like the song that Dill sings. It was very, uh, it felt very Twin Peaksy the way it was shot, and I liked all that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I think I think our like lead couple characters are good, and I like Cole. I just hate the IRA squad. I don't think they're interesting or like. There's nothing I care about them. So I'll give the characters like a. Three five as well because I like Doe a lot. Hmm. Um, so the visual and sound. Back to you, OK. What do you think of that? It's there's a lot of of like sheer curtain in this movie. What? <laughs> Not really what? sure why <laughs> sheer curtain. What do you? Oh, because oh, in the apartment, in her room. Okay, yeah, in yeah. her yeah, and I feel like. I feel like I, I kind of got beat over the head a little bit by you got to look behind the curtain. That's the There's intrigue. Some... Yeah, you look There's behind some... the curtain. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I know, but it was just sometimes like, oh, the characters man. behind the curtain talking to the person on the other side, and that's part of like the you know they're, they're shrouded. They're they're still yeah, a little bit hidden. I know, I know, but you I don't like any of it. It's not that I don't like any of it, but I didn't have to get beat over the head with it. I was just after a while, it was all like. You know, I was watching this outside and it was, it looked kind of dark anyway. And I'm like, I can't really see what's happening right now because there's all of this shroud of stuff. Um, maybe it was, maybe it was me also being the Forrest Whitaker character with a bag on my head for half the movie. I don't know. Maybe that's, maybe that's, you know, part of Perhaps. it. Perhaps. Um, yeah, I don't think so. The, it's, 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 I think it's really simple in the way that it's shot and done. Um, like I said before, the scenes that I really like are the scenes where we're tight and we're having conversations. Everything else looks really um, perfunctory. Let's, what's going on? What What is Dill doing? Let's do the shot outside of her house, looking up at her window. Okay, you know, hmm, interesting. Um, so as far as cinematography, eh, it's all right. Um, music. Uh, Culture Club released The Crying Game or Boy George did, I can't remember which when this came out and it became a, you know, a mega hit. Heard it on the radio constantly. Um, I like 80s slash early 90s music, so that was that was fun for me. You know, certain pieces of it, the pieces, the, the part that I liked 
with sound and and visuals a lot were actually when they were in the beginning with the ira piece we didn't talk about the the ferris wheel circus i don't think we need to talk about that um but once once he's captured um it feels I, for me it felt very uh like i think it was supposed to feel it felt muggy and 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 you want to not be wearing a uh you know a cowl all the time because somebody's got a bag on your head and when they were out in the forest and it was very visceral when he got hit by the truck um all of that 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 for me is okay that's not what this movie's about though um yeah i think i'm gonna slice it down to a two and a half for those things what do you think nicole uh yeah i'm kind of on the same page with that um i am not a fan of 80s or music like that <laughs> too much right. um this movie looks very 80s <laughs> we're, and... we're beefing we're totally fighting 100 <laughs> percent. so this this is not this is not my style of of film it just looks old <laughs> I'm, I'm pulling a jess it looks old <laughs> um it was a low budget it was uh, let's see two two point three million, million uh pounds yeah. so i don't know what that was in conversion today oh, be okay like you know three and a half million although adjusted for inflation we're looking at a 15 million dollar budget maybe yeah i mean it anyway. was fine <laughs> i like the scenes in the in the nightclub where they had the different people singing and all i, I did enjoy that mm-hmm. part Mm-hmm. And the one oh shit, there was something in my head. And I, oh well, um, no, nothing really catches my eye. <laughs> there was something in my head that it, that I didn't mind, but I really can't think of it now, so it wasn't that that great, I guess. Um, but this I don't is think probably there was anything groundbreaking about any of no, that. No, you know, there was that's not. That's not the piece that's groundbreaking. So. Oh, I I know what it was. There's a lot of like angles that the cameraman used that I was not a fan yeah, of. I was going to mention that. Like when he's climbing up whatever la- ladder was that they showed 15 times. I'm still confused as to what the ladder was. I don't know what the <laughs> fuck the all that site? was about. <laughs> I don't even remember a construction site being in this movie. Yeah, um, he's the. He's... <laughs> It's his, it's his, his day job. labor job. Yeah, he works in like he's yeah. he's like fixing an old building. That's he's news a mason to me. Some sort. Um, anywho, <laughs> I don't like any of that. <laughs> yeah, you really faded out after the. After oh, the, uh, the, this, the, the this is not. <laughs> it's not my favorite. Um, yeah, I don't know. I gave it a one. <laughs> uh, what what you call the the angles you don't care for? I call it a lot of simple camera tricks to keep the movie flowing. Uh, he does. It's yeah. a lot of simple stuff, but it's better than shot reverse shot. Like when he's talking to Forrest Whitaker at one point, and he pulls the bag off. He does this very slight tilt, and it, everything kind of it throws yeah. the whole thing off balance. But it's like it becomes uh, more interrogating feeling than uh, than just like like a flat he angle. He does that a couple. He does that a couple times to make an emphasis of some. It sort. all feels so. the looking out the window thing. You can try okay. The way the whole. Um, bar looks and the room uh, uh dill's room everything feels very uh stage play e like it, it feels like a couple of sets on a play kind of thing um it's yeah. not super cinematic uh which is fine i don't i don't mind movies that look like plays like just being kind of like that uh music wise uh you know the, the the crying game song is in it, and then the movie is bookend uh, with with when a man loves a woman is the first one, and then the second one I can't yeah. remember what the second one is, but the 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 lyrics match. That's good. What is, what's happened That's in the movie? Mm-hmm. It, but it's it's a, it's nothing. It is nothing groundbreaking, but it's a lot of small. Stand by sim- your man. 
Yeah, there you go. That's what it was. Stand so it's a lot of small, yeah. simple tricks. Uh, small, simple, but like without those, it does feel completely flat and like not not super good. It's like a complaint I have about certain indie movies that don't try to do something different. This does just a lot of simple little cinematic things that uh, keep me more engaged than I should be, considering how kind of slow it is. Uh, so I think that's a plus. I'm going to land on a three. Uh, yeah, I'm going to land on a three. I think that's a fair fair place. Uh, so this, this ending here, uh, so Fergus has been, you know, cuts Dill's hair, tries to hide Dill because trying to keep her safe from the IRA people because he knows he has his mission uh, and, and Dill gets super drunk. That's when he reveals that he is responsible for Jody's death. Uh, they wake up and yeah. uh, Dill has tied tied uh, Fergus to the bed and uh, he has he misses his mission because of that inadvertently by, uh, by Dill's doing. And so uh, Jude and uh, Peter attempt to just do the assassination themselves, and Peter gets gunned down after he guns down a bunch of people. So now the cops Peter's are alert. Peter's an idiot. Peter sucks. Yeah, I don't yeah. like the IRA squad. They're, I don't. It's not interesting. <laughs> um, I was like, all right, he's dead. I'm like, I guess Jude's gonna go confront the other rest of them now because there's this of little course. Jude Jude Dill feud going on, which again, it's just not the interesting relationship in the movie. I don't. I don't care to. So you know, Jude goes and confronts. Dill and Fergus, who Dill's been holding the gun to Fergus, but he's been, she's been like, just say you love me. Like, I don't care if you're lying. Like, I just need someone to say it. Like, that that whole kind of thing. Uh, and That's Jude heartbreaking, gets... man. I, t- I tell you, I feel for Dill. I feel so bad for Dill. Yeah. Dill's a very yeah, sympathetic character. Totally. I, really, I really like her. Uh, so, you know, when Jude shows up after McGuire's been, been killed, Peter McGuire's been killed, uh, uh, Dill shoots her, like, several times after she has a gun on her, yeah. too. Uh, is going to shoot herself, but uh, Fergus stops this and tells Dill to get out. So Fergus is the one who's going to take the rap when the cops get there, who have been pursuing Jude. So then we cut to the future, and uh, it is uh, Jude, or not Jude, uh, Fergus is in prison, and Dill goes and visits him, in the, and he's in it's like a special locked cell, because I guess he's a, he's a high-profile criminal. And uh, she is <laughs> waiting for him to get out. Uh, counting the days because he he went to jail for her so that is very special very special to dill as as he has made clear she has made clear uh then she yes. uh, fergus tells dill the the scorpion frog story that jody told him in the beginning and we fade out to uh the the, the stand by your man song so there you go that's the end of the crying <laughs> game uh back to you nicole what's that resonance and feel how are we feeling about this resonance um <laughs> I do, I do agree that I really do like the performance from Dill. Um, it's really, like I said earlier, I can relate it back to something that I've just seen recently, which is Dallas Buyers Club. It's another transgender character who has struggles from, you know, being transgender and, and previous relationships and things. So I can, I can feel for Dill throughout this. And um, that's probably what the biggest uh feeling i get from any of this is because the rest uh it just unfortunately is falling flat for me i was not invested and i can't really i can't really get on with um with fergus he's he pisses me off he's like so boring and <laughs> i don't want him to be happy with dill i want him to i want him to go away like i don't like well, him. he is in prison so he, he has gone away he went away yeah hard hard <laughs> um it, I I don't know. I, this was, wasn't my taste, and I I guess that's just kind of swaying my feeling of just not enjoying this. The the res I think that the um 
visual and sounds really kind of just put a damper on this for me. So I wasn't as intrigued, but, um, for, for Dill's sake, I will give it a two. What do you think, Mama Kim? I think this is one of those movies that, I mean, unless you are a real big, you know, independent movie buff, it's kind of hard to see in these times as opposed to the context it was in almost 30 years ago. Um, sort of like we reviewed Philadelphia and um, sort of that same, you know, you look at it, it looks like a 30-year-old movie, um, but the themes were groundbreaking at the time and and this was particularly so. I think, and it didn't have like a huge, it didn't have a Tom Hanks, Denzel Washington behind it. Um, so I think that I, I I have to think about it that way when I'm thinking about the resonance and feel. I honestly, when we said we were going to do this, I started thinking about, wow, I don't really even remember what the story of this movie is. I only know that it was out there because it had this, this big, you know, plot twist and reveal in the middle of the movie. Um, but I couldn't for the life of me remember why they were together. So um, it was nice to, to revisit that and sort of really re enjoy the first part of the movie. Again, I didn't, I didn't enjoy the ending as much either. Uh, Apparently there was another ending that they were going to go with. um, But this is the one that uh, Neil Jordan pushed for. I guess he did a really bad take on a second ending that the studio wanted and, because it was so terrible that he got what he wanted, which, okay, do it, manipulate it. It's um, like a Blade Runner but, with the voice of Harrison Ford's voiceover. Y- yeah, exactly. It's, <laughs> which you know, they still released, get what you, but... <laughs> Right. But get the thing that you want. I think that, that there's also, that's available out there to see if anybody wants to go see that for some reason, that wants to see this alternate ending, which I don't know what that would be. Is that an alternate ending meaning we don't revisit the IRA or is an alternate ending meaning that Dill goes to jail for shooting Jude? So I don't know. Um, I like it. I, I, I like it. It is, it has resonance and feel for me for the couple of reasons because it was groundbreaking at the time because I don't think, uh, you know, after this movie, the, the actor uh, that played Dill didn't really go on to an acting career and this was kind of it for, for her. Um, and introducing me to Forrest Whitaker, I really needed someone besides Stephen Ray in the other role though. So that's, that's the only one, as I'm watching it again, I remember, okay, I remember why this is hard to remember what happened because I have a main character that I don't care about. Um, so that's kind of, that's kind of a bummer, but, um, I am going to, I'm going to do it good though. I'm going to give it a four for resonance and feel just because I feel like during the time frame it was, it was a thing and going back and revisiting it, I, I can appreciate that. Uh, this is a purely scholarly exercise film. There is uh, not much accessible to the average film fan. Even people who want the like transgender themes, it's fairly rudimentary just because it came out 30 years ago and there's not much to expand. I think Nicole already mentioned it. Dallas Buyers Club does a better example. If you want a transgender story that's modern, that's indie, a movie called Tangerine. I think I've said it before on the show, but that movie is amazing. You should go watch Tangerine. Um, but yeah, I don't think this is particularly... This is this is purely an exercise of I like movies. I want to go back and see a movie that made some waves, you know, all all the time ago. It got nominated for a bunch of stuff, which you know, for most part it should. Um, but it's uh, it's yeah, it's not a, it's a, it's very dry. It's very slow. Uh, not a lot of sizzle and pop. And the only thing to remember is the twist. Um, 
I, I mean, not much else is going to stick forever. I like the bar stuff. I mean, I like the conversations and the singing part, but it, it, if I'm being honest, I don't know how sticky all of this is. So, uh, I think, uh, for Dill, for Dill, I'll give it a, I'll give it a two five for Resonance and Feel. Mwah. Um, uh. it's, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's a purely Scott, this movie is a pure, purely scholarly exercise. It is not, uh, it's not much to enjoy. Um, so, Oh, right. let's see where we are at the end here. Uh, Nicole, would you recommend The Crying Game? Um, I do not think that I will recommend this movie. What about you, Mama K? I'm on the fence about this a little bit, I think, because I don't know what audience I would recommend it to. I think you recommend it to a modern audience. It's too old for them. Just like I think it's coming across to you guys. Um, but... It also is the first. So I think you got to see those things and you have to appreciate it and you have to be able to put yourself in, you know, that direction. That's how I feel when I'm watching like a 1930s or 1940s movie. You can't look at it like, oh my, what is this? You have to look at it for what it's for. So, um, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and recommend The Crying Game. Yeah, I'm also pretty on the fence. Um, I, I think I'm going to... I'll think I'm gonna land on like a soft not recommend just just a little bit. It's um I can see that it's it doesn't it just doesn't work anymore. And even back th- I'm thinking of it back then as like just a movie structure. It is a little sloppy. The ending doesn't really work with the rest of it. Even the parts that I like, the first and middle chunks are only tied like they have to be that way. But that's because it's written that way. And I think there's another way. There's another way to write the the love story that is the middle chunk. There's another way to have Jody be the friend at the beginning. And uh, I don't know if having the whole IRA thing works for me. Um, I don't, I don't care about any of that part. So uh, I think this. Yeah, but Can you see that if you didn't have something like that, it would, it could go totally like almost romantic tropey. Like if all of a sudden you got rid of, you know, the the main character who was involved with another main character now you want to bring a third you know you want to bring this love triangle in that sounds almost extra tropey yeah but the, the the part of the movie that's the part that's twist on it is the transgender part the ira part doesn't yeah. i don't like that doesn't affect the story other than i don't know does it does it make you like is it makes Stephen Ray's character more complex because the ira especially at this time was not you know looked on sympathetically whatsoever i i don't i don't know i can't put myself back there and i don't think it works anymore this is only for the most avid of film fans who have missed it if you're a regular casual viewer of any movies this is i don't like there's not really much here for you um so um, i'm on the soft not recommend so we have two not recommends and one recommend of, of varying degrees for crying game so yeah if you're a hardcore film fan you could go for it otherwise um i don't i don't know I don't know if this is really for you. So that's that's Crying Game. Uh, we got a couple more streaming coming up. Uh, it has been announced AMC, Regal, several of the other larger chains are going to be doing soft openings in July, middle of July. So uh, we will be doing Tenet, I believe, will be the first thing that we are going to be able to see. Uh, so until then, we have a few more weeks. Keep recommending things to us. Films with the Women in My Life on Facebook. You reach out to me on Instagram. I am Brennan underscore Podhost. You can reach out on Twitter at Phil. Films Women Pod, and you can email the show filmswiththewomen at gmail.com. All right, thank you guys on for crying game. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Very sad. Very sad. <laughs> so next time, this is Brennan signing off saying thanks for listening and enjoy your.
Thanks for listening to Films with the Women in My Life. If you enjoyed being a listener in our life, please rate and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or on your favorite podcast app. Keep up with the latest from the show on Instagram at Brennan underscore Podhost, on Facebook at Films with the Women in My Life, and on Twitter at Films Women Pod. Finally, you can email the show with questions and suggestions at filmswiththewomen at gmail.com. Original music for the show was created by Ian Burke and Chris Iwanek. Original artwork created by Nicole Delesio. This show is produced by Brennan Snyder. Thank you again for listening and enjoy your movies.